we'll be getting started in the next minute or two. How's it going, Fred? All right, I'm here. Yeah, that was that was much easier than last time. Much smoother entrance. How you doing? Smoother entrance. I'm good. I'm good. Cubs, uh, gave us something this weekend. Maybe unexpected. Maybe uh, a little bit more than we thought, but yeah, it was awesome. Great weekend. The Cubs gave us something. The weather gave us a little something. Something, yeah. And now we get the Pirates. Bleachers came to life. See if we can get a little momentum get a get on a little hot streak here early in the season we'll see i don't want to get too ahead of myself but we'll see let me know when we're ready to go all right looks like everyone's starting to flow in so get us started kick us off um thanks everyone for being here honestly it was an awesome weekend a very electric opening day i'm not going to say one of the more electric opening days but it was awesome it was fantastic that the Brewers proved themselves as a soft organization, not saying anyone else uh, didn't know that already. It was great to see Marcus Stroman make his debut. It was awesome to, awesome to see Sia send a ball all the way to Montrose Beach. It was great to see a different type of offense, uh, solid starting pitching, the whole deal. I mean, it, it was a really good weekend with the chance to win three games. If you can win three games in a series, a legitimate chance – uh, then that's awesome. And again, as I said earlier, maybe a little bit more than people expected. Maybe just the Brewers starters had a bad weekend, or maybe the team might just be a little better. I understand sample size. I get it's three days, but it's a very uh, promising start considering potential expectations that a lot of people might have had early on for this team. All right, we one for everyone new here. Uh, we're going to do this every Monday, three thirty-five uh, recap weekend series. Um, we'll go through Fred's recap. We'll go through top highlights, and we'll bring you all in and have discussion about whatever went on this past week. Um, as you said, there's a ton of things that happened opening weekend. A lot of fun stuff, but there is a big issue at hand. Major issue. Ad, Adbert's account. Yeah, by the Nakamura Flowers. I'm, I'm definitely saying that incorrectly, but I think I'm close. Um, yeah, it's Don't it's get crazy, it right. They deserve no respect. And I've been trying to reach out to multiple people today to see what the deal is. Um, it, it's really sad considering this is not the time where we uh, need to lose Ad, Adbert's you know, positivity. His morale that he shows individually, you saw what he tw- what he sent out on Instagram yesterday, which is true. The only two people he DMs is me and Pitching Ninja. Uh, so if you get a DM from him and his account right now, it is not him until he gets his full account back. Um, so I'm hoping he can get it back soon. I, I think he's in good spirits, but we need to get this account back. So if you all can help out to make sure that Adbert can get his uh, Twitter account back, that would be great so we can move forward and sweep the Pirates. There is some progress there. Every tweet is now made unavailable. Good. His like um, his name's back on. That whatever the NFT was on there is gone. Good. So we're making progress. And as I've told a lot of people, we're going to be stronger in the future for Adbert. I know this is kind of a tough time for him right now, considering you know the brand he was building up and the positivity he was you know uh, going out with on a consistent basis every single morning, tweeting out his motivational tweets. Um, but we're going to be stronger for him, and I think we're going to get even better because of this. 
We have uh, a few list of topics to cover before we open it up to the room. Um, just so you guys know, get started with your takes and questions and then request to join in. We'll, we'll add you in. Um, I think we have to start off with Seiya. Yeah, he was a lot of a great weekend. He, he handled the strike zone. He hit a tank. He had the three RBI day. Um, if I remember correctly, he seemed fine in the outfield. It seemed like, I, I mean, there's been glowing reviews on him as a clubhouse presence, him as a teammate. And then we're starting to see what he can do. I mean, he, he didn't look overmatched. He didn't look like he was, you know, out of place. And again, I, I want to reiterate, I don't want to give the Brewers too much credit, but this is one of the best starting staffs in the league. I mean, when you have Woodruff and uh, Corey Bur- Burns and uh, all, all these guys that they can run out there, these uh, guys that throw really hard and have a lot of movement, you'd think that this, this would be a cu- tough weekend for him, all righties. But no, he, he stood in there, hit a tank. Put the ball in play, hit it hard. I think it was a 111 exit velocity on the home run. It was awesome. And, yeah, I mean, the bow, the whole deal, he's fired up. It looks like he loves to be at the Federal Landmark. And as I said last night with Marcus Stroman, you can't really ask for more when you have a player who's playing really good and he wants to be here. And uh, it seems like that's the case right now. And I'm very happy for him and his family and everyone who's excited about you know a new japanese star in the major leagues i feel like you try to not get yourself to have too high expectations for opening weekend with someone like that who's not going to be maybe completely comfortable for sure um but i mean you talk about who was comfortable he was sitting on he was patient with the pitches um and he was even like you can tell he's feeling at home he was cleaning up the uh, on deck circle before hitting his third rbi i mean he yeah, was just- comfortable Class, just class, all class, just pure respect. Place he's only played at for a couple games, and he's cleaning up the uh, on deck circle. Maybe I'm being too dramatic, but when I saw that, that was just pure class. And he wants to, you know, uh, have Beyonce take him around uh, the United States. I think he he's just living it, living it up right now, and hopefully, it's a fantastic season for him. Pure class. And the introduction he got to Wrigley. I mean, to hit yeah. opening series, a home run against Milwaukee into the bleachers where the sun is shining. I mean, that was just a beautiful sight. And also to have a series yeah. where you see he meets Milwaukee, the bench is clear. I mean, you got to meet, see all of Chicago. And, yeah, it would, and it would be pretty demoralizing if you were the Brewers right now and you just sent your top three guys out there and they got smacked around for 13 earned runs in three games. At the same time, you have a new guy that just hit it to freaking Waukegan, um, you know, in the United States for the first time in his life, and he's hitting balls to Waukegan. Uh, yeah, that would be um, pretty demoralizing. At the same time, while you're crying about one of your guys getting hit in the ass, let's talk about Soft. let's talk about the the bench clearing incident. Soft. I mean, I, listen, I'm not one to say, hey, you got to throw at this guy. You got to retaliate. You got to do this or that. I think it's stupid personally, but there's context to everything. And the and the fact of the matter is, is Wilson Contreras has gotten hit 15 times. The Brewers have hit the Cubs 27 times, the most out of any opponent. Now I know the stats out there that the Cubs and the Brewers have hit each other relatively equal. I think the Cubs have only hit them like one last time. I get it. But when you're consistently throwing at Wilson Contreras from last year, got hit in the head last year he got thrown at multiple times at the top 
you know, of his body and towards his head, then yeah, I'd be frustrated. Ian gets hit in the leg and then, and then you're, you know, uh, what's the deal? Eventually you have to step in again. I'm not someone to retaliate. I don't even know if Keegan was trying to retaliate, but for Andrew McCutcheon, I mean, to step, to come out here and say, Oh, they were trying to hurt. Dude, the ball hit you in the ass cheek. I mean, the fact that he even said that is absurd. But, I, I, I mean, uh, why should be? Why should we be surprised? The Brewers are the Brewers. They're a second-class organization. They've always been a second-class organization. They don't pay their bills. They don't take uh, any responsibility for anything. And the, what Andrew McCutcheon said is downright absurd. Absurd to say that considering the contest. So context. So maybe he needs a little history lesson in terms of what has actually gone on between the Brewers and Wilson Contreras over the past year and a half. And also it's not like anything ever escalated past people talking to each other across the uh, first baseline too. So I and think what a little is bit Christian Yel- and what is Christian Yelich going to do for Christ's sake? What, what are you going to do? Christian walking up here, get out of here. I mean, it's just, it's a joke. He's cursed. He's, he's on my – I mean, I'm so pissed off at him. No man of his word. We could go on and on about that, which actually we probably should. But, it, you know, what, Christian, what are you going to do? Seriously, walking out here trying to be all t- – what are you going to do, Christian? Get out of here. Figure out your goddamn career. You think he could he could take on Jason Hedward, Hayward I'm, just bolting straight from no, center field? No, no, but Christian, you, you have bigger fish to fry right now than trying to, you know, uh, uh, sort out a, you know, a, an issue between the pitchers and Wilson Churis getting hit 15 goddamn times and Andrew McCutcheon getting hit in the ass cheek once. Get out of here. Figure out your career. Figure out how to hit a baseball again. He's cursed. All right, last thing I want to touch on the pitching. Hendricks, Steele, Stroh as a starters, then – you know, all the help that came along with it, th- those guys were dealing this weekend. Uh, Keegan Thompson dealt as well. Yeah, I mean, Justin Steele was electric. He just just shoved it. He got some big outs. Again, he's just tough, dude. He's tough. Kyle looked great. Stroh looked solid. Yeah, I mean, this again, I know we've talked about it in the past, but it's going to come down to starting pitching. Uh, we know the bats aren't going to be as powerful. They might be as productive, but they're not going to be as powerful. But if we can pitch – and we can keep ourselves into games, and we can have a chance to win every single game like we did this weekend, yeah, I mean, there's going to be good results. I'm not worried about the bullpen. That doesn't mean I'm very um, – it doesn't mean that I believe the bullpen has a bunch of promise, but that's not my concern right now. My concern right now is not to win the, the 2022 World Series. It would be great. Of course I want to be competitive. But what I'm looking for right now is what is Stroman going to do? What is Sia going to do? What is – uh, you know, Clint Frazier, Nico, Nick Madrigal, the guys that we need for this upcoming team. The bullpen's volatile. You can figure that out on the fly, and I think the Cubs will figure that out within this season alone. But I- I'm not worried about that. I thought it was a great series. Starting pitching did their job, and Kyle Hendricks showed that he's still one of the most underrated pitchers of our generation. All right, everyone can start requesting in. I'll start bringing you on for questions for Dom. Uh, last thing before we get to that, Fred, I want to do a little around the league with our morale athletes. Was a weekend for them. With I thought the most electric. Well, Schwarber oh. first at bat for the Phillies was just oh. 
Oh Sorry. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know where you were going there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the, the hobby thing was, was great. Uh, Kyle doing his thing. I don't know. I don't know the rest of his stats, but I'm happy for them. I'm not over it, but I'm happy. You Darvish dealt. Bad news. Bad news was incredible. The same day that Christian Yelich struck out in the ninth inning against uh, Daniel Robertson or whatever his name is. The guy should have been retired five years ago. He's our closer now. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's great to see. I'm not, I'm not over it, but I'm happy for them. I, I, I know everything that went down. I'm going to keep tweeting about it. I'm going to keep, you know, highlighting their great careers because they're Cubs for life. And especially Kyle Schwarber is a morale athlete for life. All right, Aaron, you're first up. How are we doing today? What's up, Aaron? Hey. Um, so one thing I wanted to point out, too, that was kind of a good thing I noticed from this weekend series was how patient the Cubs hitters were. Um, between Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta, they issued a combined 10 walks um, and just over 13 innings pitched, which is really uncharacteristic for them. Um, and I think that was a really good sign of a different approach that the Cubs lineup is taking this year. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed that as much as I did, but it was definitely you know, a breath yeah, of fresh air. I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, filling us in on that. Actually, the thing that stood out to me the most was the way the guys battled. And that might be, yeah. you know, taking close pitches, but really like, yeah, bats Ian had over the weekend. I mean, fouling off pitches like 95, 96, 97 at the top of the zone where he has historically really struggled up there. I thought he had some of the best at bats of the weekend before he got hit. Um, you know, obviously had the big day on opening day. Uh, you know, p- plenty of other good at bats. I thought that was kind of up and down the lineup. I think one thing many, many Cubs fans would agree we don't want to be boomer bust. And with boomer bust comes the walk, which. Of course, I want walks, but I also want guys to battle. I want guys to be able to foul off tough pitches. I want guys to be hitters and kind of evolve from the, all right, it's going to be home run, walk, or strikeout because we kind of saw how that worked out in Chicago. So I'm looking forward to see more of a overall type of hitter, kind of more the Anthony Anthony Rizzo-esque when he was really in his heyday, two-strike approach, that type of stuff. Um, I think there's – I think with all of this, especially in offense – they're the best piece is in the middle. You need to have some power. You need to have some small ball. And I thought the Cubs kind of proved that this weekend. Yeah. And I think especially when we see Nick Madrigal get a little more settled in, cause I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but he was just swinging at you know, stuff that was at his eye level and, and he didn't seem super comfortable up there. You know, I, I wonder if that's just a kind of a nerve thing, getting back into playing um, baseball again um, after the injury that he had. Uh, but I think once we see him start to settle in, that rhythm of patient at-bats as well as, you know, that contact-oriented approach that we need will really start yeah, to shine I, on this team. Yeah, and I love the fact that Ross bookended uh, Nico and Nick at the top and bottom of the order. I think that's kind of the way to do it instead of it being Nico and Nick at the top because I think you kind of need to even it out because you still have guys that are going to swing and miss. Ian's going to swing and miss. Clint Frazier is going to swing and miss. Contreras is going to swing and miss. So you need to be able to balance it out, and that's why I think the lineup can be exciting because I don't think Frank Schwindel is going to strike out very much. Nico is obviously not going to strike out very much. Nick Madrigal is not going to strike out very much. Jason Hayward, if he's playing, even though I don't want him to play, uh, isn't going to strike out very much. And we'll see We'll see what's uh, saying. So, yeah, it, it was a really solid weekend for the Cubs offense. 13 earned runs. Uh, off the three starters, some of the three best starters in the National League is huge, and I will take that all day. All day, every day. Yeah, last yep. thing, um, I think 
my eyes at least, we still have David Bodie on the 60-day, waiting for him to come back from that shoulder injury. My eyes right now are on Patrick Wisdom, seeing what he's going to do in the time that Bodie's not out. I think, you know. I think we lost it. I really think. Oh. oh. Still there? No, yeah, yeah. Cut out for a little bit. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, basically, I just think Patrick Wisdom kind of needs to step up a little bit in terms of his plate approach, um, you know, not going for that home run or bust mentality. I mean, the power's there. The power's good to have. Um, but I think looking at this current roster bearing an injury, I really think it's going to come down to Wisdom or Bodie um, when he becomes eligible to yeah, it might the be. roster. Yeah, it, it might be Jonathan VR as well, getting some time in at third. I, mean, I can definitely see that being a possibility. I, I agree with Bodie. I, 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 I love the power bat, but he is – it is a true home run or bust situation, and that, you know, isn't great to have. The guy could hit 60 homers, but, you know, can he make enough contact to actually produce on top of that? I don't know, um, but we'll see. It's a big year for him. I feel better about Frank. And what he and what he can do, even though we didn't have this outstanding first weekend, uh, but yeah, I, I I I I'm I'm with you. Wisdom can play good defense, but we'll see. Yeah, I agree. Last night I'll say Hauser in the game against the Brewers today for the or game against the Orioles for the Brewers gave up three walks as well. So that entire rotation is super wild right now. Um, but yeah, the Charmin Ultrasoft organization doesn't look too hot to start the year yeah. from their touted starting pitching. Subway sandwich, Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers. Appreciate Thanks the time again, today, Aaron. Cubs and four. Cubs and four. Thanks, Aaron. All right, next up we got Kavan. I think it's pronounced Kavan. Kevin? Kevin. It's got to be Kevin, yeah, it's, right? Yeah, it's Kevin. <laughs> gave up, you a Kevin? fancy name. Kavan. Thanks, guys. I'm calling in from uh, uh, Wicker Park. Uh, have this outstanding first weekend. Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. Wisdom can play good defense, but we'll see. Yeah, I agree. Last night I'll say Hauser in the game against the Brewers today for the or game against the Orioles for the Brewers gave up three walks as well. So that entire rotation is super wild right now. Um, but yeah, the Charmin Ultrasoft organization doesn't look too hot to start the year yeah. from their touted starting pitching. Subway sandwich, Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers. Appreciate Thanks the time, again, today, guys. Cubs and four. Cubs and four. Thanks, Aaron. All right, next up we got Kavan. I think it's pronounced Kavan. Kevin. Kevin. It's got to be Kevin, yeah, it's, right? It's Kevin. What's gave up, you a guys? fancy name. Thanks, guys. I'm calling in from uh, uh, Wicker Park. Uh, I was at the games on Saturday and Sunday. Great, great atmosphere. A little chilly, but, uh, you know, beers were had. Uh, I wanted to comment on Strowman's performance yesterday. Um, after after his, he gave up his uh, home run, he looked really rattled. Um, had a walk, I think, right after that as well. I'm um, just wondering, you know, do you think that's going to be an issue for him this year? I know he loves – having this print stripes on and, and being a Chicago cub, but do you think that moment was just a little bit too big for him? And if, you know, how, how is he going to bounce back um, from that? Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be fascinating to watch him pitch because he is bringing on all the, all the pressure, all the hype. He wants all of it. I don't think he's shying away from any of it. I think that's a, a good thing because I think he'd be ready for it, but also like, Hyping up the crowd before before he goes in was crazy because can you imagine if he started to pitch bad? And I'm not saying Cubs fans are going to turn on him after one start, but, man, that's pretty ballsy to go out and fire everybody up. Good for him, though. I mean, if he can perform on it, uh, that that's great, and I'm, I'm all for it. But 
Yeah, he's going to be fascinating to watch. He is he he just lays it all out there. He's going to speak his mind and do what he wants to do and do the trot after every you know strikeout. Uh, I don't worry about him being rattled. I think he's going to produce well, but man, he's really like laying in. So I I have no problem with him. If, if he can do four trots against uh, Albert Pools and Yadier Molina when when we face him, I'll be uh, more than happy, and I'll be the first guy to shout from the mountaintop that he's awesome. And I'm 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 very happy to have him. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevon. From calling in from France. What you're talking about. <laughs> the way I read it, I don't know, on there, I had to read it. Come on. Uh, all right, we'll keep bringing you guys up uh, as you request. Um, I'll fill in for now. A little bit of a weird lineup yesterday with multiple reasons people having to sit. Um, but what did you see from people this weekend that maybe aren't in your in your best nine that you're excited about? I see. I don't. I don't know if we have the best nine anymore. I think. I think those days are kind of gone. I was talking about that before. I think I. I fell victim to the best nine. Maybe. Maybe the best nine comes in in the playoffs. Um, maybe that comes in when we don't have a deep roster. Not saying we have a super deep roster, but we see. I mean, uh, David Ross is going to play the matchups. Jed wants to play the matchups. That's kind of how this season's going to go. More power to them. I've been saying for a while it takes an entire village to have a winning season, especially a championship season. It takes 40 guys, and that means guys that are in Iowa right now filling in whenever you need and playing the platoon role. Yeah, we're going to need a, a lot of guys to play a role, and when their number's called, they got to produce. So, I, I, you know, I hope Michael Hermosillo can be that guy. Ortega can continue to be that guy. If Jason Hayward's going to play, then – God damn it, then let's go. I mean, if, if we're going to use him, then I, I guess he's got to produce. I, I don't know what else to say about the guy anymore. I, I love the fact that he came in from center field, but man, I, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I would use him for three straight games, uh, considering it would be awesome to see what Clint Frazier can do. It would be awesome to see, you know, what Ortega can do for a second season, even though he's 30 years old. Like, I think there are other guys that are worthy. But if we're playing Nico every day, we're playing Nick Madrigal every day, I, I guess I can't really complain. So I think this year it's all about the platoon. Same thing for the starters. Don't be surprised if we see more of a, you know, Keegan Tox, Thompson and Justin Steele piggyback. Uh, basically two guys take the whole game. I think that's going to happen a lot more than people realize. And I could totally see the Cubs go out and have – you know, 10 starting pitchers this year, probably more than that, considering we're testing a lot of people out and at the same time trying to be competitive. So we'll see. All right, next up we got Braggs. How's it going? Oh, how are we doing, gentlemen? Greg, what's up? <laughs> Just getting right. off work, really enjoying the space, my man. And I also want to shout you out for the awesome apparel you just dropped i picked up oh, a few Greg. things off it so that was much appreciated I um appreciate it thank you yeah of course it's good stuff so um yeah i do want to shout out i was in the left field bleachers on sunday hanging out with my tie guy bleacher jeff but a specific shout out to this young buck named ian he's like he had, he had to be like seven years old i was all over uh you know yelich in you know, right, we were two rows back, so we were all over ball game. We were calling them Kmart, Pete Davidson, and uh, Relish. Couple, couple, we were just all over them all day. And this, Did you this tell kid, me to curse, Greg? 
<laughs> he is. And, and this Ian kid was seven. He couldn't have been seven years old. Was all over him all game. It was a beautiful thing. He he, he deserves a hard hat. So um, wanted to give him a shout out. But um, overall, seeing say uh, you know knock that one all the way you know almost to the to the jumbotron was pretty cool to see. And and you know I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the one thing that kind of stood out to me in the game. And I'm more of a guy that's not going to blame aggressive mentality. But what did you guys think of the calls early in the game? They called for a steal and got thrown out. That could have been a bigger inning. And then later in the game, they called for a hit and run. And I think, you know, it's a hit and run. So he's swinging no matter what, but if he doesn't swing, it seems like they probably get the steal on yeah. that one. So it was like, they, they couldn't win for trying in those regards. You know, what, what it's your philosophy when it comes to that, you know, are you, are you guys the type that are, never going to blame that kind of aggressive mentality or, or you got to pick your spots better, better. Yeah. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm especially not going to blame them this year. I think it's like, we're going to try whatever we can. We're going to use as many guys as we can while still trying to be competitive. And if that means, you know, trying to get a hit and run going, that means trying to steal a base a second. Uh, I don't know if the Cubs have a bunch of burners that w- are worthy of, you know, stealing, 30 bases a year but i think david ross is literally trying to do everything we're i I don't want to say early on we're already piecing stuff together but we're trying to make things happen and yeah i can't blame david for doing that i mean that that's essentially what this season is going to be all about it's going to be you know gritty it's going to be a bunch of grinders trying to get the job done i think it's going to be uh you know nine guys whatever whatever nine guys are in the lineup at the beginning of each game it's going to be their job to get it done and then whoever comes in you know, has to follow that. So I'm not going to blame David Ross. I'm really not going to blame any results early on. Um, I was just excited to see how these guys were competing. The fact that they were grinding, like I said, early, earlier pitch to pitch, you know, making clear adjustments. Like I said earlier with Ian Happ fouling off probably 10 pitches at the top of the zone the entire weekend, I thought was great. Doesn't mean he was, you know, hitting any of those balls out over the scoreboard, but the fact that he could handle and he could keep himself in, in that bat to, you know, hit one the other way or hit that double off the wall, that stuff is huge, especially off a really good pitching staff like the Brewers. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and the one thing I also would like to say to everybody is, you know, as somebody that goes to the games a lot, this is your opportunity this year, you know, just seeing how cheap tickets were for the first weekend on a Sunday kind of takes you back to the days before they won a World Series, and it's been a while since it's been like that, and there can be a good thing out of that, you know, guys that yeah. maybe can't afford, you know, when you get priced out of games, when you have all the big dogs like we've had for the last five, six years, this is your opportunity to get out there as many times as you can this summer and get behind a grinder-type team because you saw how strong Roman was feeding off the crowd and this, the, these young guys need that kind of support in the stands. So, you know, can't emphasize that enough. You could have gone to the game yesterday for $8. So no excuses this year. Everybody get your butts in the stands. I love it. Thank you, Greg. I, I, I to, to piggyback off what you were saying, I think the fact that Stroman's taking this leadership role where you don't see a lot of free agents do that a lot. Be like, I'm not saying he's saying that it's my team, but he is clearly embracing himself in Chicago, in uh, the team, in the Cubs organization. I mean, again, to fire up the crowd and get them hyped up before you pitch is something that you do not see. And can you imagine him doing that in a playoff game at the Federal Landmark, at a night game, 
I mean, when, when it, there's that crisp op, October air, you know, flowing around the federal landmark, it'd be absolutely incredible. So hopefully that's something we can see down the road. And who knows? I mean, if the Cubs keep, keep playing like this, I know it's short. I know it's a small sample size, but you never know. Sunday seemed like, I mean, granted, we, we took a, took the L on Sunday, but it seemed like a great day to get out there in terms of oh, the, yeah. the ticket price. Yeah. Strowman's debut. You got to see Seiya's first home run. The sun was shining. I mean, I'm jealous there, Greg, that you were in the bleachers for that. It sounded like a great time. Um, granted, we did take the loss. I'm sure um, that part was tough, but um, to, yeah, it's going to be a fun summer. And to go off of what Greg was saying again, yes, please utilize the lower ticket prices on the secondary markets like StubHub because, yeah, I mean, once the team is actually uh, legitimate and you have stars and more stars and big household names, those tickets are going to be so goddamn high. It's not going, it's not, they're, they're not coming down, folks. They are not coming down. So utilize it. I, I totally empathize with the people that feel crowded out and they can't afford for a game. They can't, can't afford to go to a game anymore or to bring their kid to a game any, anymore. I, I totally understand it. That being said, we're getting too ahead of ourselves if we're saying, it was a hell of a good weekend in terms of what we saw out there. Do you think there's it's going to be a competitive team where the tickets are going to get, you know, rising pretty quickly this year? You think you could see that happening? I think whenever the Cubs are in it, I mean, think back. Uh, let's go back to June, 2021. That Cardinal series, that Sunday night game, that was as electric as I've heard. And again, I'm I'm someone that doesn't I'm not able to make it out to games as much. A because I do this Twitter stuff, and B because I have a another life and a full time job. But the fact that that game where the Cubs were like on the verge of like maybe selling in June, maybe adding in June, you didn't really know. That was absolutely electric. And the Cubs have any semblance of being competitive throughout the summer in the first year coming off of covid after you know all the pandemic stuff like yes i i do believe so but i'm not going to get ahead of myself i'm not going to talk myself into that after three games i understand that it's a you know 162 game season but yes it, it was promising it's going to come down to pitching it's just going to come down to pitching i can i can handle the offense it's going to come down if we have enough starters to you know get us through games and give us a legitimate chance to win every single day all right we got adam up next what's going on adam Adam. He's unmuted, but he's not coming through. Thick Poppy is, is next up, and he's laughing in the in the comments there. Thick Poppy, you're next. Adam, we'll see if we can bring you in. How's it going, everybody? How's it going? What's up? Look, you know, I agree. I agree. I'm not going to get too ahead of myself, but I will say this. There is something in that damn blend, and if our pitchers get there that is. blend – we're going to win the NL Central, and we may not lose a game the rest of the year. Go Cubs. I agree. Cardinals suck. Suzuki is going to be a Hall of Famer. Pay the players. Go Cubs. I uh, I agree. The blends in the in the clubhouse, the fact that David Ross was chugging it at the beginning of the day in an iced, uh, iced coffee format, I thought was fantastic. And, yeah, just, Justin Steele. Justin Steele was so fired up on uh, whatever day that was, Friday. Uh, Friday. Yeah, I think it was Friday. Um, it's awesome to see. There's something in the blend, and if Ian keeps drinking it, which he does and will, uh, he might hit 30 homers, 35 homers this year, which would be awesome. 
Yeah, also Pay Contreras. All right, go Cubs. I love y'all. Go Cubs. God bless. Thank you, Thick Poppy. All right, Adam dropped out after, uh, you know, not being able to the mic work. So uh, we can move on to Olive Garden if you're ready, Fred. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Who are you taking this week to Olive Garden? Keegan Thompson. Second time, actually, if you go back from last year. I, I took him to Olive Garden last year. I'm taking him again this year because he shut down the Brewers. And I'm not saying he threw at Andrew McCutcheon. I'm not saying he should have thrown at Andrew McCutcheon. But he handled that like a pro. He, he got tossed out. He was like, whatever. I understand the circumstance. It might have gotten away from him. He didn't throw it at his head. He didn't throw it at his shoulder. He was not trying to hurt him at all. Him in the goddamn ass cheek. And it's a joke, again, for a veteran like Andrew McCutcheon, who's been around for like 20 years, to say something like that. He's played the Cubs for the last 20 goddamn years to say something like that. It's absolutely ridiculous. So he shut it down. Auburn, War Eagle was uh, fantastic, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm. listen, the Cubs need all the pitching they can get, and when you see young pitching for the first time actually come in and produce, I know we saw a little glimpse of it last year, but it's something we have not seen in so long because the Cubs could not uh, produce any type of pitching from their minor league system. So if he can come in, shut things down, piggyback off of guys like Justin, uh, sorry, Justin Steele or Kyle Hendricks or... Uh, Smiley, whatever it may be, I'm all for that. He's going to play a huge role this year. All right, and then heading into heading into this week, heading into the rest of the season off of an awesome opening weekend, we got Pirates, and then going out to see Chris in Colorado. What do you what do you got going into this week? Yeah, tough. I, I don't know if people saw. I was going to tweet it, but I didn't want to, you know, shame our. You know, our guy, Chris, he dropped the fly ball in left field yesterday, which uh, scored like two runs at the beginning of the game, I believe, versus the Dodgers. I don't know if I'm speaking correctly. But anyways, yeah, it's going to be great to see Chris. I mean, they should be able to handle business. I, I, I know that sounds crazy coming from a Cubs fan where we really don't know what this team's going to be this year. But, man, would it be great for the Cubs to handle business. It'd be great for them to stay at the top of the NL Central. I know the standings don't matter right now. I get it. I know it's April. I know it's whatever it is, April 11th. But, man, it would be awesome for them to go into Pittsburgh, handle business, you know, put the Pirates in their place. Not saying they've been chatting or anything, but, like, guys, they have, like, a $25 million payroll. Like, I know we're not spending at the top of luxury tax, but let's put them in their goddamn place, like, Let's get it done. Let's see some of these new starters come in. And then Kyle shut the door uh, at the end of the series. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and then Chris, I mean, kind of the same thing. It's going to be it's gonna be cool to see him play. But at the same time, I like this Cubs roster enough to where I feel somewhat confident that they can handle themselves against some of these lesser teams early on. So we'll see. But I love the energy. I love the morale. I love the fact that this team's together. I love the fact that they're grinding. I love the fact that they're excited to be at the federal landmark on a consistent basis. And we don't feel like we're, you know, living up to a specific ex expectation uh, that we might have had in uh, prior seasons where you had Chris Bryant and Rizzo and Javi and, and all these guys doing their thing and we, we thought we had to win a World Series every year which we should be competing for but at the same time it feels a little bit different now and I love the grinder mentality of 2022 Alright, I'm going to go out on a limb here a little bit and add in a bonus question from a late request from Jando Jack Anderson, we'll bring you on 
What do you got? Yeah, hey, Dom. Uh, first up, time, Jack? long time. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you? Wonderful. Good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, just curious if you're coming to us live from the Camry or the Civic this year or a new set of wheels for 2022. No, no. Same one right here. Right here. I'm driving the Corolla 2002 uh fix the catalytic converter the same car i drive to work every single day i'm driving home right now and yeah i mean this thing is still running the driver's side door doesn't work i gotta come in through the other side to get into my car but that's how it is i'm not buying i'm driving this car until it literally blows up and hopefully i don't die inside of it so yes it it, it feels good to say that i'm gonna drive this thing into the ground and i appreciate you asking that's a that's a real question right there i appreciate that grinder love it thank you god bless that's how you finish off a morale clubhouse adam cubs and four god bless you and your family cheers Tom. see ya see ya